Girls with Eileen. What a feeling this is. Oh my god. Well, finally. I know, finally, I I have a podcast. <laughs> Honestly, Whoa. whenever, when you first told me, like, that you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, oh, this is, like, very fitting, like, for her. Right? Like, I really like, because whenever we hang out and we're just casually talking, like, it's always very, like, mm-hmm. I always lead with something, or yeah. it's really nice, so I feel like, and I like those kind of podcasts anyway, yeah. that feel more personal. Yeah, so we're on a couch, we've got microphones in hand. It's podcast time. <laughs> Welcome to Life and Curly Cues with Eileen. And today we have a guest. And this is Jasenia. And so um, before we get into who Jasenia is, uh-huh. let's get into who I am. Yes. Um, my name's Eileen. I'm 23 years young. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything to prepare because I didn't think about this part. But um, I have a blog called The Curly-Headed Cutie Chronicles, and I decided that I wanted to make a podcast now um, versus fully making a blog. And so that's that's what's happening with me. So next to me, I have Jasenia. And uh, Jasenia, who are you? So um, as you've heard, I'm Jasenia. <laughs> um, I'm 26. I'm actually a social media marketing manager. Um, so I get to do a lot of, like, fun digital, like, media marketing stuff. I really love, like, all the graphics and, like, coming up with, like, cool schemes to kind of, you know, attract people. That's basically my job. <laughs> um, kind of, like, you know, catching the eye in a sense, um, just more so in, like, those details spectrum. Um, and, yeah, I'm studying also. I'm studying digital communication. And uh, I was in Colorado USA 2016. So We've known each other a long time. I know. Time. So, Jasenia and I have known each other, and I don't even remember this, but, like, our parents remember this. Yeah. We've known each other since, essentially, like, we were little itty-bitty oh, children. Yeah. Like, there's videos of us. Yeah, there's video of us together, yet I don't, rem- I I don't do remember. Okay, we either. don't remember anything from that time. Um, but our parents have videos of us hanging out and performing together and doing random things <laughs> together. And we're just like, what? Okay. Destined. Yeah, we were just destined to be in this moment <laughs> right now. I went to see her for the first time since we were little. Mm-hmm. When my dad was getting deployed, we went to El Paso. And uh-huh. that's where we, we yeah. I can't talk. That's where we <laughs> reconnected. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so from there, we like became friends again i guess uh-huh, in a way you yeah, could say it it's weird because i always like whenever i like mention you or something mm-hmm. like i'm like oh yeah my friend eileen but a lot of times it kind of feels more like oh she's like really like a cousin yeah to me. Like, our, we go like so yeah. way back that it's kind of we guys were more like this exactly and then her family moved to san antonio and we've kind of been hanging out pretty much all almost time. all the time all ever the time, since yeah. she moved here um and you can definitely see all of our adventures um online mm-hmm on our social medias and stuff like that which we'll talk about later but they're fun (laughs) so anyways um my podcast is life and curly cues and i want to talk about not just life in general Mm -hmm. but i want to talk about adulting yes because we're in our 20s and we um are you know doing the thing millennials and everyone is calling hashtag adulting or whatnot and so i want to tackle that because i kind of feel like a lot of times it's Mm-hmm. all go through it, but not enough people talk about it yeah. openly. Exactly. Because I think people just kind of, unfortunately, they always compare themselves mm-hmm. to everyone. 
when the reality is like sometimes like you go through your own thing yeah it's not so much about oh my friend's already doing this or that and i'm still doing this or maybe not nothing at all but like you know everyone kind of goes through their own thing Mm -hmm. i want to ask what was the moment in your past or maybe it just recently happened where you were like oh crap i'm an adult like what was that key part that was just like whoa what is this Um, i don't know well i mean i guess it's kind of like a collection of moments Mm -hmm. because a lot of times i don't know i guess when you're always with your family you kind of i don't know it's for me at least like i kind of don't really realize like where i'm at in my life like i'm just enjoying my time with my family that kind of thing but it's when i'm on my own and i'm doing my thing and i'm at work and like i'm getting you know promotions and like good things are happening to me but i'm like getting more responsibility work right work wise of course but I'm also in the middle of transitioning from like you know wanting to move out and Mm -hmm. things like that so it's kind of like okay well I need to stop with my dreams and really like you know you know budget myself and really rely on it Mm -hmm. at some point you know because like I think um one thing that not a lot of people know about is like a lot of times you know especially in Hispanic families um even like let's you know in beginning your 20s like you're still living with your family sometimes yeah. because a lot of times like the way we see it is you want to create some good cushion before you move <laughs> out true which true. is something that i find so bizarre with like traditional american families who their kids turn 18 and 19 and they're kind of like expected to move out yeah it's crazy my um my mom volunteers a lot with the high school that i went to and in the years she's volunteered, she's seen so many kids in their senior year mm-hmm. end up, like, as soon as they're 18, they end up homeless. And I'm just like, how? How is that possible? Like, this kid hasn't even graduated high school yet. Yeah, and their, and their parents are Yeah. My mom t- has told us so many stories. I'm like, that's crazy. Know, which is why a lot of times I'm like, I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, you don't figure it out in the drop of a hat. Like, mm-hmm. there's give us their, they'll push us you know they'll give yeah. us some tough love but it's like they they went through it too and I think that they they also understand that it's not something that happens overnight at all so I think yeah my my aha moment is just kind of like a collection of you know things kind of changing in my life mm-hmm. getting more responsibility and kind of realizing like shoot well you know like there I have these opportunities that are going to allow me to do other things that I want to yeah. do but they won't happen unless I put the work in so Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, mine is also of a collection of things, but it was a collection of things that led to, like, one moment. So, like, uh-huh. I got my first car when I was a sophomore in college, and I paid for it. Like, I put the down payment on myself, so in a way, that was, like, a little bit of adulting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, I, I guess it was the start of, like, my adulting, but the moment where I was, like, oh my god, (laughs) I'm an actual adult now, was I graduated college. um, After college, I had a job lined up right away, but it was like a temporary job. It was a seasonal job. And so my job with that ended November of the same year I graduated. It was real quick. And then as soon as that hit around, I was like, crap, like I have no way to make money right now. It's like a weird limbo. 
Yeah, it's a weird limbo. And I was like, I don't have money to pay my car. I don't have money to pretty much do anything. It's crazy. Where <laughs> I mean, who would have thought <laughs> you don't have a job? You don't have know what to do. I like, know. <laughs> clearly. I have too much free time yeah. in my hands. And so that's the part where I was like, crap, I really need a job. Mm-hmm. I really need to make money. And then I'm the type of person where I really, like, I don't want to ask my parents for money, mm-hmm. even though, like, they'll be open to giving me so I have some. Mm-hmm. So they did help me out in that time. But that I guess that was also a moment where I felt an, as an adult because I was like, I don't really want to ask them yeah. for money because yeah, I know totally. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I became a Lyft driver for, like, three months <laughs> until I found my next job. But, like, <laughs> that was the biggest moment. Once I finished that job after college, I was like, crap like oh what's next next? yeah and that's the thing it happens to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that's like not enough people talk about it yeah open about it exactly i think people are just more afraid of being embarrassed and really they shouldn't be because everyone is going to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. even if they don't want to talk about it which they will yeah so be an adult they said it's gonna be fun they said no (laughs) far from it i kind of wish i was still in fort knox playing outside all day (laughs) but you mentioned el paso Mm -hmm. so my next question for you which I guess in a way could have to deal with adulting, but it's really okay. just I'm curious because I want to know everything about you. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you were Miss El Paso. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that because we've yeah. talked about it in the past, yeah. but I feel like there's so much more to it. There is. It's kind of like a like really a lot of people kind of describe it as like it's a pageant world. Like mm-hmm. it really is its own world. Yeah. Because either you know about it or you don't. Exactly. And so. My thing is, like, the only pageants I knew of were, like, toddlers and tiaras. Like, I've never <laughs> actually... I know, exactly. Worst. But I've never actually, like, met anyone, uh-huh. yet, let alone be friends with someone yeah, yeah. who's, like, been in a pageant, won a pageant, mm-hmm. was a missed person for a whole year, and, like, still is connected to that world. Yeah. Like, that's fascinating to me. <laughs> so fascinating. So I want to know more. Okay. And I'm pretty sure, like, everybody else wants to know more. <laughs> about what it's like to be a miss of a city mm-hmm. um so yeah tell us about your um, experience um anything you want to share <laughs> I, guess, I, mean, I guess i could just kind of start from the beginning because i think that's i mean that's how you know everything has a beginning yeah. and an end and um pageants for me was always like a little alluring from the outside looking in but i never really had my heart set in it like at all okay. my mom had signed me up in um what was it called it was like Little Miss Petite Kentucky. Okay. And I was six, six or seven years okay, old. Okay, so a toddler and tiara scenario. But <laughs> let me tell you, it's so true. Because I remember, I know looking at pictures of me when I was little, and this is like no shade or anything, but this was my reality during that pageant, is, you know, you would see all the girls lined up, and we were all, you know, of course, around the same age range. There was all of these white girls you know, the hair was all the way up to here. They had makeup on, like, nobody's business. So yeah. much makeup on. They were very trained, for sure. Like, they were toddlers and Whoa. And then there's me in, like, you know, tan skin, yeah. black hair. Barely spoke English, actually. I didn't really. Oh. I, my first language was Spanish. And at that time, yeah. I was in school, but I was still. Mm-hmm. You could tell I was struggling with my French. And I had, like, this red dress on. And all the other girls had, like, or blue, but I just, I stuck out like a sore thumb for sure. But, um, so I had won the most promising model, which 
gave me like this like small amount of money for like a scholarship. It was a scholarship for a modeling class. Okay. And I did that for a while, and then that was kind of when I dove into the whole like modeling world. Because after that, through those classes, I was booked to do. Um, it was like this internal thing for the Girl Scouts. And it was, like, this motivational video kind of mm. thing. Like, all these different girls of different age ranges. And I remember being there with, like, these two older girls. Older to me. But they were, like, <laughs> 15, 16. And then there was me. And then I think we had, there was actually one girl who was younger than me. But I remember, like, sitting in the little chair, like, with makeup and hair and all that. And doing, like, my lines. Mm. Like, and I loved that. I thought that okay. was so fun. After that, though, we moved. So I stopped oh. with the modeling classes. We had a new life, you know. So pageants or modeling didn't even come back to me until like junior high. Okay. And I, that's when I met Hector Chavez, and he I messaged him on Facebook and I said, can I come by um, anytime, you know, to come and interview your girls? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Like we're actually gonna have a photo shoot. You'll get great B-roll and you can interview them. Nice. So I was really excited. It's a good like experience, yeah. not only just for like you eventually getting back uh-huh. into the pageant world, but like mm-hmm. what you're doing in college. Exactly. Like, so yeah. I was like, so it kind of tied in perfectly. So I go, and he's just amazing, and the girls were super sweet, and I still know them to this day. And um, I had done the whole interview process and all that stuff. And then he ended up asking me, he's like, well, why aren't you doing pageants? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you should do Miss El Paso. Like, here's my information. Let me know. So then I texted him one day. I said, okay, let's do it. And that was when I had maybe, I think I had two months to prepare. And I had no idea what I was signing up for. Like, I knew the, the concept of pageants. Yeah. But I did not know how many girls were going to compete. Uh, I didn't know that it was honestly, like, a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. in El Paso, pageants are, like, a huge Which is crazy because you don't hear about it no, anywhere. No, That's oh, <laughs> mind-boggling <laughs> yeah, and fascinating all like, at the like same either time. Either you know about it or you don't. Yeah. Like, it really is its own world. So when I started training and all that stuff, he definitely prepared me really well. Um, just by being honest about what I'm going to be mm-hmm. facing, but also like, you know, molding me to be like the best version of myself. And I, I love him for that. The pageant week was coming up. We're doing rehearsals every day. The girls are nice. Some are not so much, but finally pageant weekend comes around and, um, it was my first pageant. Nobody knew who I was because mm-hmm. I, at the same time, that was the first year that I was living in El Paso. So I was oh, literally okay. like a nobody. Nobody knew who I was. And, um, my first night, people were already, like, talking about me. And this was when I was really kind of like, what? Like, yeah. why? You know? And I, I really didn't <laughs> think that highly of myself. So I was You're like, like, I'm literally new here. I'm why li- do I'm you like, guys yeah. know me or yeah, are talking? Exactly. <laughs> and, like, like, Hector would tell me, like, yeah, like, this person said this about you. Nothing mean. Uh-huh. But just people who were just talking about me. Like, for me, that kind of felt, like, invasive. But not, you know, like, it, it just was so bizarre for me. Okay. So I really wasn't used to it. Um, final, I make the top 15, and then that's the finals night, basically, once they announce the top 15 or top 16 perform. And I went through the whole process, and I had placed top five, and I was third runner-up. And that's when suddenly after that, like, if I thought people were talking about me before, people were totally talking <laughs> They're about definitely me. like, mm, just on Yahoo, yeah, yeah, we know who she yeah. is. And this is when I started to experience a little bit of, like, the, um, the meaner side of pageants. Okay. Because many people were, like, just digging at me. 
not to my face. That's what I. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. They won't. They none of them said it to my yeah. face, but it was more so like people overhearing, people commenting on things through social media. It's a tool. It's a thing, but it can be yeah. a bit sometimes. And um, you know, people would come to my room to like dress, saying like, you know, like they actually said to me, "Who's that Filipino girl with that cheap red dress?" And uh, uh, the worst thing. No, that's why that pero like mira. Um, th- no day, gracias. That is exactly why I have the Puerto Rican flag <laughs> in my bio on my Instagram because everyone thought that I was Filipino. Not that that's bad. I love Filipino yeah. people, but it's like no, like I'm Puerto Rican. And I don't want people to know exactly. It. Um, so people were just saying the worst things, and so finally, I got out of that. I was you know working, focusing on school, all that, and then something happened. That I was just like bit by the bug for sure and I was like I really want to be Filipino uh-huh. because despite all of that I had so much fun yeah. and I noticed the growth I noticed all that stuff okay and so that's when I told Hector again same thing I said let's do Miss El Paso again so how many times did you do it before you were a fi- like so, Miss El Paso so I had won my second time when I came back again damn that was that's nice so that's I cool. told him I said let's do it and I want to do it for real and I remember telling him not word for word, but it was very much like, let's do Miss El Paso. And he was like, okay, kid, let's do it. And I said, but I'm going to win. Like, mm-hmm. I want to win. I had approached someone else to do hair. And um, he had told me, yeah, sure. Like, you let your you work right next door. Like, come by whenever. So I said, okay, yeah, that's true. It's super convenient. Um, and then later on was when I heard how he was, like, in the middle of doing a client's hair. And um, unbeknownst to him his client was sitting next to my client from the store that I was working at. And she was, like, singing her praises about me. Like, she was super sweet, like, the nicest person ever. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm really excited for her dress. I hope she does well. I hope she wins. She deserves it. And he outright just said, like, oh, well, what's the point? You know, like, girls like her don't win. And she's like, well, why would you say that? And he would say, like, oh, because she's short and this and that. Uh, and it's like, uh, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, well I'm not going to you, <laughs> so obviously. We'll see. Yeah, and then, like, my, you know, and she had come to me about that. And she said, yeah. hey, like, this is what I heard. And super supportive anyway. And she's like, you know, but it's that, none of that matters. So I basically just kind of went on my own way. And I kind of stopped listening to people who were kind of telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Even though they were new to that world. Because a lot of people I had, you know, support from, but they really didn't know a lot about it. And they just kind of went off of their experiences with other hair and makeup people. Um, But a lot of those hair and makeup people were, you know, supporting people at that place. So I just, I didn't, it didn't feel right. So I found, um, ironically, Brittany from MAC and then Brittany from Dry. Like, they both (laughs) did my, yeah, like, Brittany did my hair and Brittany did my makeup. Um, And it was beautiful uh, for interviews, for prelims, for finals night. And um, I remember going into the interview and feeling really good. Like, I was nervous, Mm -hmm. but the interview just went so smoothly. It was very conversational. Like, we just laughed. It was very, like, they wanted to get to know me. Okay, which is how an interview for anything should go, like, job or anything like that. Which is why I think, you know, pageants really are great because, like, you know, whether you're in it to win it or not, like, you do gain a lot of, like, interpersonal skills, communication skills. Like, you, you do mm-hmm. gain from it. Um, so, finally, finals night comes around. I make the top 15. I make the top five. And it's the final question round. And I, out of all the questions I was dreading, I did not want, like, a politically charged question. 
but I got the blue tooth brush. <laughs> but it was something a little more soft. Like, it was just kind of like, you know, as in El Paso, like, what message would you spread to the younger generation about the importance of voting? So I would tell them, you know, like, you know, this is a right that we get to practice, that we get to use, um, especially as a girl, as a woman myself, I would definitely want to target, you know, my female, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people who look, who look up to me, how important it is to vote, not only as, like, the younger generation, but as a woman as yeah. well, you know? Which, um, side note, is yeah. another major adulting thing, yes. like, being able to vote, I get, yeah, you turn 18 and you're allowed to vote, yeah. which, I mean, 18, you're a legal adult, like, yes. on paper, but and... But where do you think, like, exactly where are you knowledge-wise with politics? And that, so that's my thing, yeah. like, I voted, so when the 2016 election came around, I waited too long to register, mm-hmm. so my vote wasn't, like, I still voted, yeah. but it wasn't really one of those votes that counts. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, or maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, I don't I know. I think it still might. Might, yeah. But it wasn't, like, an official because I waited too long. Mm-hmm. And so the midterms that just happened were really my first official, like, uh-huh. voting, this is what I was yeah, going to do. Yeah, and so that's another big adulting thing that you do. And as far as me and politics, like, I hate talking about politics and really, like, I, I could care less about politics. Yeah. But, like, I know people have to... Yeah. Lead it's essentially. It's one of like those things where you can't just avoid it. Exactly. Like it's, it's necessary. That's how our world was meant mm-hmm. to be. Like if we were in a whole nother country or if we were somewhere else, like I definitely understand there's different mm-hmm. ways to do politics yeah. all over. But like I like I just said, like I could care less and when it comes to like time for voting, like I look at everyone mm-hmm. who's running and I'm like, Oh, and I read what their platforms are and stuff, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes this sense kind to of me. Like, like, yeah, this lines up with like, what I, you know. And yeah. a lot of it's, like, common sense for me. Like, I'm going to read your stuff, and if that if I, if that <laughs> makes common sense. Yeah, okay, I'm like, we'll go with that. <laughs> you make common sense. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, the past, not going to get into it, but, like, mm-hmm. come on, people didn't follow I their know, common sense on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big major thing where, so keep an eye out because... 2020 is literally and next one of year. Because we're going to be doing a little campaign too. One of them is about. Oh, yeah. So. so, like, all you adults now and adults coming to be mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> by next year, like, y'all need to get on your game. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I guess I guess I could go into it late, like, when, if we do draw that question. If that one gets picked. Because I do yeah. have, like, a lot of thoughts on yeah. that stuff. Cause, and I mean, not so much that I'm a super political person, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't know, like, you, <laughs> could, you couldn't complain if you don't participate. Exactly. So, yeah, that's just how it is, I yeah. feel like, yeah. And it's a right that you have, so mm-hmm. don't act like, oh, I can't do anything about this. You actually can. So, but yeah, that was like my message. Exactly, yeah. Um, And then after that, I remember being, <laughs> it's so funny, because like, going back to like the whole thing about like how I was too short, like my... My first runner-up was um, Karen Cooper, gorgeous girl. I had known her the first time that I had competed for Miss El Paso as well. And she was tall, Amazon. And then okay. there's me. <laughs> you know, I had my big girl heels on, but it's <laughs> like my, they didn't uh, quite cut it, you know. Like so my abuelo and my abuela. Yeah, like the like difference situation. was so clear. Oh yeah. my gosh. So um, then when they had announced, because in this pageant, a lot of pageants 
do it differently, but, like, when you, you announce the first runner-up, mm-hmm. the opposite goal of the one who won. Okay. So when they said, you know, first runner-up, blah, 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 Karen Seifert, everyone knew that I was the winner at that point, and I remember feeling so good uh-huh. because, like, I, like, the, the things, of course, like, initially, I'm like, holy crap, but thinking about, like, the months of preparation and the support that I had What from all it took to get there. Yeah, exactly. Like, it felt really good. And, like, yeah, I had my friends and I had my family there, but I even had people that I barely knew them. They just knew me from, like, Instagram mm-hmm. or they had known me from the year before and they were also being, like, super supportive and yeah. happy for me. Like a mo- like a moderate fan base, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh, I'm sitting with a celebrity. No, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing because in front of my parents, people would be like, oh, I just know you from Instagram. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I barely post. Like, what are you looking at? But, you know, I, it like, but it just felt good to know that, like, despite the negative, yeah. the positives completely outweighed it, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, it felt really good to see Hector and Robert because they always believed in me from the beginning. You're crowned Miss El Paso, and then you have a whole year of being Miss El Paso. Uh, what, what exactly? Or I can't. English. I can't speak. <laughs> um, what are like things that you have to do? Because I remember when we went over to El Paso, you were Miss El Paso at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and the first time we quote unquote met, uh-huh. the second whatever. <laughs> Um, you were, like, coming home from mm-hmm. an event you had to attend because of being a mo- yes. Miss El Paso. Yes. Uh-huh. So what types of events did you have to attend? Or, like, did – I guess what was your job, essentially, yeah, for like that year? Yeah, like, what exactly entailed the yeah. event? Yeah, yeah. So um, part of the whole, like, pageantry thing is, like, kind of showing why – showing the judges why they think that you should have that title. Okay. the title is essentially a platform for a message. So for me, my platform at the time um, when I was at the University of Texas in El Paso, myself and some classmates had created a new program called the Senior Games um, alongside El Paso Parks and Recreations. So the biggest thing about that project was kind of promoting healthy living, and their Senior Games program was basically like literally what it's like the senior citizens of the city in a sense, um, or what we ended up calling them later through the new project was Golden All-Stars. Um, we wanted to integrate the senior games with youth camp athletics. Okay. So we kind of um, we basically started saying, okay, well, let's go right ahead and have, like, the youth have athletes and, like, kinesiology students, like, come out and be with the seniors and, like, whether they play against each other or something, co- like, very co-ed kind mm-hmm. of stuff. More so kind of engaging the city in it, not just be, oh, the seniors are nice and happy, you know? So it's more so kind of shedding more light on the healthy living aspect kind of getting more people to go out to the senior games. So my platform was that, um, but the bit larger scale was healthy living. Okay. So um, from there, we had an immediate week after winning. So we went, we had three different interviews with the news. We had a few with the radio. And it was talking about our platform, of course, and people getting to know us. But after that, it's just kind of like going to different events um, around the city that shed light on different Besides oh, okay. our own platforms, like healthy living, because uh-huh. um, and Abby's with cyberbullying, um, it's like shedding light on different. Like we had El Paso Diabetes, we had um, El Paso Fighting Hunger, all those kind of events. Mm-hmm. And other ones were like a little more fun. You know, we did fashion shows too. That was super fun. We ha- we do have El Paso Fashion Week, um, and that was a really a really cool event. Um, Hector and Robert actually put it together, and they're awesome with that stuff. Um, 
I guess, like, that's your job mm-hmm. to kind of be this figure, of course, yeah, a role model in a sense, but you're sending a message, and every missile pathor has always sent, like, a different message. Yeah. Um, and, like, of course, with the miss and the team combination, we o- would always kind of work off of each other's platforms as well. Okay. Because um, we were essentially a team, especially when we went to events together. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, and that was like, the fun part, I feel like, is, yeah, I was able to have this platform to spread a message, but I got to meet a lot of really cool people, too, and, like, see what they were passionate about. And I think that was the coolest part, was just getting to meet more of El Paso. That's cool. See, yeah, I've known you for so long, and I didn't know a lot <laughs> about it. That's yeah. I could ask her this <laughs> because we talk about a lot, yeah. but there's a lot we don't talk about. I'm like, oh, perfect. I can bring it up in <laughs> the podcast. The time. <laughs> Now's the time to bring it all yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, pretty that cool. I, l- I loved it. I learned a lot from it. Um, do you see yourself going back to do, I mean, clearly not Miss El Paso because you don't live there anymore. No, and I can't, <laughs> you can't do it twice. Um, but, um, really? That's a thing? No, you can't do it twice <gasps> after you win. So, but yeah, I can't go back to Miss El Paso because that's it. I already won. Oh. But, um. Like, I, I have a lot of friends that, are like, inc- are super encouraging, and they think that I should do Miss San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I think I might, but I think I'm going to approach it similar to Miss El Paso, where it's like, okay, if I'm in it, I'm going You're to in it, to win it. I need to start with the training, everything, um, keep sponsors, that kind yeah. of stuff. Because I think that's a big thing that, I mean, I think that's the only thing that people mm-hmm. get from, pa- or understand from pageants, whether they know about it or not, is it does cost money to compete, which mm-hmm. is why it's important to yeah. look for sponsors. It costs money to compete. When you win, what do you get when you win? So when I win, I have all these different sponsorships. Uh-huh. I get, you know, hair care for free, a lot of products as well. Okay. Like, I can go to this one whenever I feel like and not have to pay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, like, all of everything else is, like, packages, essentially. So all of my photo shoots are taken care of. Uh, hair and makeup is taken care of. Okay. Um, that kind of stuff. A lot of wardrobe is kind of given mm-hmm. to me to use for events, that kind of stuff. Um, and then another part, I'm not wearing it, but it's like I got a 24 karat white gold I necklace and my, my um, Texas necklace as well. It has diamonds in it. You know, like things like that. That, But the, the real prize of it all, there's a real prize, <laughs> is, you know, that opportunity to be okay. in it. And it's kind of like, that's why you, it's so important to make the most out of your mm. year. Like okay. I always look back on my phone and I still have all these pictures that I took that mm-hmm. I'm very happy that I took. Because I couldn't imagine that year flying by and not having anything yeah. to look back on. So, in addition to that, so did you essentially get, like, paid for that year? Or was your payment essentially those packages, those the experience and all that stuff? Yeah, it wasn't like a, like a paid job. Okay. Because a lot of it, when you think about it, the whole point of, like, a miss or being a public figure is a lot of times you're spending it with charitable organizations mm-hmm. like you're not they don't pay you to come out to see them it's more like you know could you be you know the the MC of this event okay or could you just come out you know and be there to see the kids but yeah. as far as like being paid like I, I had only been paid for maybe like a couple modeling jobs but that was it that's pretty cool the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um that was fun now we're getting to the end of this podcast yes um, where I have, we have a, a mug of questions. A mug of questions. And we both wrote random questions. Mm-hmm. It's a donut mug mm-hmm. that I got from one of my students. We put some questions okay. in here, and so we're going to draw some, and we're just going to um, answer. They're very off the cuff, so. 
you're the guest, okay. so you go first. Mm. Go ahead and dip into the question mug. <laughs> My question is, well, it's not, well, I guess it is. Everyone is married but me. Thoughts? Because <laughs> we've talked about this. We have. Um, and funny story that you wrote this question down, because literally today... Today, I was sitting on this, I was sitting in this right spot. <laughs> my mother was sitting right over there where my dog is currently. <laughs> and um, my mom is like scrolling through her Facebook. And my mom is friends with all of my high school friends on Facebook uh -huh. because my mom was literally at the school every day. Yeah. And so she pulls up. She goes, oh, look, so-and-so got engaged. Oh, my and God. And I was like, cool. Because <laughs> um, like, like everyone has high school friends, but like, be honest. How many of those high school friends do you actually still talk to? Not really. Not like a maybe lot. Maybe we're on social media, but we don't talk exactly. at all. And so I was like, cool, like, super happy. Mm -hmm. And so then I opened my phone because I wanted to see it too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, mom, cool. You And my mom gets to see all of them, like, all of those things first. Uh -huh. Like, when... Um, like, she's always been the one to tell She's me. always the one to tell me before I get on social media to see yeah. it. Because not too long ago, another high school friend surprised her husband. Mm -hmm from coming back home from her deployment. Oh, wow. And oh, I saw yeah, that. You shared it. Yeah. Yeah. And sweet. so those were, like, my high school best friends. Yeah. And my mom saw the video first. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, damn it. These Let are me my friends, Exactly. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so she shows me the picture. And so I get on social media and look. And it's one of my high school best. Mm -hmm. Like, we were in a little group. And it was one of those high school friends from that little group. Yeah. She just got engaged to her boyfriend of a few years. Like, of a I think they've been together for yeah. a very long time. Um, and she got engaged, and it was, like, super cute. And then I'm over here, like, yep, everyone's still everyone's engaged or married, has kids, except this and that's one. Like, and that's, like, the comparison part that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you meet people when you meet people. It exactly. It happens when it happens, and I, it just happens sooner for others, you mm -hmm. know? I guess my thing, my thing with, like, marriage has always been, at least, like, a lot of the people that I graduated from, graduated from high school with, um, many of them either got married off the off the bat, mm -hmm. or they only got married off the bat because they were pregnant. Oh, okay. So it's like a lot of it kind of felt like, is it like a thing you just do, mm -hmm. or is it something be that you do because you want yeah. to do it? You know. So I don't know. I guess that was kind of always my my thought process. Yeah, those yeah, those are my thoughts. Everyone from high school is now engaged or married, and then I'm now also at the age where my college friends are yeah. now. Getting engaged or getting married, mm -hmm. and so literally, there's at least one new person on Facebook oh every my day. God. Who's You're like, like, okay, we get engaged. it. I said yes, and I'm like, <laughs> I said yes to my uh, breakfast this morning. Yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> what job. else. Good job, Eileen. <laughs> All right, my turn. Let's see. Okay. Tell us your spirit animal. Why? Okay. Okay. Um. So my spirit animal. Um. I would have to say is it's also my favorite animal it's a sea turtle but also just any turtle mm -hmm. in general but i really love sea turtles because yeah. i'm obsessed with the ocean yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so i personally relate to sea turtles mm -hmm. turtles in general but sea, i'm gonna keep saying sea turtles um because of how just like free and like mm -hmm. alone they are which I don't want to carefree. They are. Like. I don't want to be like alone in the in yeah, this yeah. world, but the way they can just go about their lives, just mm -hmm. swimming slowly, just, swimming. just like 
freezing through life in the water like if i could live in the water i would Mm -hmm. like i see all these hotels of like places that are like underwater and i'm like yeah i'm like i don't know how eco-friendly that is to the ocean and the coral reefs that you're around but it looks pretty cool like i would probably want to live there Mm -hmm. if you can make it somewhat friendly and so yeah uh sea turtles are my spirit animals because i can relate to their carefreeness and also, I just want to be lounging around and swimming all day, which is what they get to do. And then mm. they just chill on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they chill which on the who beach. Doesn't want I to. mean, they chill on the beach to have babies. <laughs> but like, I don't want to have a baby on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but like, or I want them, you know, yeah. go out into the We're open ocean by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I do want to chill on a beach, and I just want to. I think I, I just love sea turtles so much. <laughs> so much. Well, for me, I don't know. I've always <laughs> kind of felt like. Like, I've always been very much, like, a family person. Okay. So, like, wolves I totally get because they definitely have, like, this pack mentality and it's very much, like, a teamwork kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I've, I'm also, like, obsessed with jaguars. Oh, my God. They're so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so strong. They carry, like, way more than their weight. Like, they're insane. Um, I remember seeing a video of one, like, riding a crocodile out of the river. And I was like, as, like, gruesome as that sounds. But I, I don't know. It's just something about, like, how they're very resourceful but also like just watching things happen in nature yeah that is very it's like cool (laughs) probably really like dark but there was like this video i saw recently that was like from a apparently from a documentary and it wasn't supposed to happen okay and it was like um this guy literally got eaten alive by lions in front of his family (gasps) totally i think i heard about that but like who on earth would get out of their car Ugh, get that's up what close, I'm saying. Kneel down, so like getting to their level, trying Preach. to reach. And the lioness like came up behind him, and it was a show from there. Oh my god! But it was like, it's like crazy, but it's also like, I what? Away. What <laughs> like common sense happening. do people have? Yeah. In doing that, and there was no, there was no helping because all the vehicles that they were in, like they were kind of like a smaller kind. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they looked like those like European cars, like very oh, little. Okay. The lions didn't get big big enough. Like yeah. They were in, yeah, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Is okay. this happening? Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's do another question. Okay. It's your turn. Let's see what we can get through. Okay. I know that one's mine, so I'm going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this? Oh, this okay. is my long one. Okay. Is this <laughs> the one you were talking about? Okay. Is this where you saw yourself being when you were in high school thinking about your future? That's a good question. Right? I had is to think about my answer when I wrote myself. that. I know. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, where, where did I think? I think that's the only deepest question I well, actually I wrote mean, in there. I guess, <laughs> let, me, let me see, because I think I do have an answer for this. Like, is this where you saw yourself being in? Not really, because at the time when I was in high school, my heart was set on being a veterinarian. Okay. So I wanted to be a vet for sure. And um, I remember, like, starting college, I had um, a counselor who was, like, a retired army veteran she was a veterinarian in the army actually and she had even done i don't know what they call it they call them fields or not but she was even like in africa at one point like she was a veterinarian like she's hardcore and she literally told me if you think being a vet is like cuddling your dogs all day you're better off being a vet tech because (laughs) you won't be able to handle being a vet and i was like she's like damn she literally said if you want to be more nurturing with animals like, bitch, what? I was like, 
And then she outright she's said, she was, like, she was like, if you're okay with not making enough money to make ends meet, mm. then via vet tech. Because apparently vet tech doesn't, that's not as important to them. Mm. Um, at least, like, for a single person salary, maybe that's fine. But if you're trying to do this work with a family, yeah. that's probably not as fine. Wow. Yeah. But I remember my best friend, well, I had found, like, this journal of, like, all these random stories that I had written and just, like, thoughts and stuff like that. And my friend's like, well, you used to write a lot. Like, why don't you write anymore? And so that's when I went ahead and started getting to make some films. And mm. that was our trajectory. I, I really didn't think I'd be living in San Antonio. I kind of just thought, I kind of just thought I'd be, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> not here. But, I mean, I'm here. So you kind of make the most of where you're at. And if anything, I do feel like your life is made up partly your choices, partly yeah, exactly. Like, my whole belief on everything is, like, things happen for a reason, whether mm-hmm. it be good or bad. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. for it happening. Yeah, I saw myself as being a marine biologist by this point in my life, and I definitely that's not the route I went. I stayed in the relative field. I did aquatic biology mm-hmm. in college, um, and then I ended up getting a job completely irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> to, which I guess every college kid, you I mean – Every college kid goes through that. Yeah. I d- maybe there's like a minority of m- yeah. a group where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, we we're in a yeah. job that we went to college for. Whereas there's a majority of kids that, that don't are in a current job where that's not yeah. what they f- like. I'm a preschool teacher. Yeah. Then again, I'm a preschool teacher at a place that like has still has animals, has still so has a lot yeah. to do with like outdoors and animals and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But like. I saw myself working with ocean animals yeah. by this point in my life, yeah. and I'm working with little humans. Oh, <laughs> you're molding the future. I am. Oh so that's, God. yeah, I'm definitely not where I saw myself. Yeah, for sure. But and I think that, I think that it's goes good. for a lot of people, because, like, no matter how much, what you want, sometimes, yeah. like, things do turn out for the better, I mm-hmm. feel like. All right. One more. I want one that Jenya wrote. Choose the word. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm just really, okay. (coughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to pick another question because you and I basically had the exact same thought process. Okay. Um, You wrote 10-year transformation. Who were you? What were you like compared to now? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, So that's different. So, yeah, that's. It's similar but different. Um, so, who was I ten years ago? Two thousand nine. Because the way I approached this question was more like, how were you personality wise? Like, what um, were you into that kind of stuff? I think I'm. I don't think I've changed a lot mm-hmm. actually. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, what grade? Let's see. I graduated in twenty thirteen. Uh, twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, twenty twelve, twenty eleven. 2011, 2010. I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a freshman in high school. Let's see. I was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a top student, man. I was <laughs> smart back in the day. Back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I was. Um, I, th- I feel like I haven't changed. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, yeah who I was as a freshman in high school and 
Oh, man. I think I was... Oof. I had... Mm, I don't know. I had just come out of middle school. I was, like, out of those little middle school boyfriend-girlfriend uh-huh. relationships. Uh-huh. Like, I had all those little middle school boyfriends. <laughs> and then, like, freshman you know, year, I was like... the game. Mm, I know. <laughs> yes. But, um... I'm trying to think. I was... Oh, I... W- I don't... I'm not going to say I was popular, uh-huh. but I did win <laughs> the freshman homecoming. Really? Like, oh, lady. Cute. Like, yeah, yeah. homecoming for the queen? Yeah. So, yeah. like, for the freshmen, they were called the lady and the lord. Oh, cool. And I won the, the lady. freshman lady. Ooh. And so, uh, I mean, I guess, I, yeah. I mean, people voted for me. Yeah. I guess I was, like, <laughs> popular at that time. Um, but I, I want to say, like, I haven't changed. Like, I've definitely grown up since then um i was more fit back at that time Mm -hmm. uh, because i did cheer (laughs) (laughs) so i had to be fit um but man i'm that's a that's a good one i do remember at that point i was very self-conscious in my body like i thought i was i thought i was like bigger Mm -hmm. and i like you felt like like i felt like i was fat or oh, like huge, compared like to compared to okay, like my okay. friends, compared to like everybody. Yeah. Um, and then looking back at those, all the pictures of me from back then, I was like, it was nothing. I was like, oh my god, no! Like yeah. I want to be back at that size because like I can tell. Oh, I'm d- like yes, I've grown and I've mm-hmm. grown taller and whatnot. Like, like but I I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at those pictures and I'm like, I was in shape. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I was. But you see what I mean? Yeah. Like you are just so much harder on yourself. Yeah, you are. And like, I've definitely grown. My confidence in myself has definitely like grown. Like, I'm not self-conscious about my body image or stuff. Like, yeah, there's moments where I'm like, I mean, I could really lose weight. I could. But then I'm also like, I'm okay with my body. Like, yeah. I'm you, okay. I feel like you really do grow into it. Yeah, and like, I'm you know okay what? with it. Like, I will still wear bikinis no matter, like, what. I, I, that's one thing, like, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it has, now that I like think about it. Like, do you feel like you used to hide yourself more so? I used to hide yeah, myself. I used to hide myself. And so, my parents always dressed me in bikinis. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, I would wear, like, tankinis sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was still a bikini. Like, it yeah. would still go up. Like, something cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was a time, and I'm guessing... Now that I think about it, it was those middle school, high school days where I would still wear my bikinis, Mm -hmm. but, like, when I was walking around the pool or the water park, I would, like, hold my stomach, and I would, like, cover my stomach. Um, And now I'm at the point where I'm still going to wear bikinis. I know, like, I'm not where I want to be fitness-wise, but I'm still okay with it. Like, I'm not going to try to, like, hide myself. No, no. Um, And so that's something that's changed. I think a huge part of, like, self-confidence is it's really how you how you carry yourself Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do sometimes it's really it doesn't have anything to do with how you look it's how you carry yourself exactly because if you're just like hiding and you're kind of cowering away from other people seeing Mm -hmm. you then yeah you are gonna look that you are gonna appear that way to other people and then no man is gonna like you and the perfect man (laughs) is gonna like you the way you are so that's the first episode of life and curly cues um, thank you, Jasenia, for joining me thank today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm so excited yes. for you. Yes. Would yeah. you like to share where people can find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Calypso Cruise, C-A-L-Y-P-S-O Cruise. And I do have my links to my blog on there as well, yeah. which is kind of like, you know, just like fun lifestyle stuff. I've written about pageants on there. 
Um, but that's kind of like it, really. Yeah. My YouTube will be probably the same, but I actually, I think I might have hmm. it be my main thing. And I'll have those links in the description. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you, you guys can find me on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube as Curly Headed Cutie Eileen. I know, yes, my battery is going to die soon. Oh, maybe that's why. I can't <laughs> maybe. And so I am also on. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, that's Sorry. that's pretty much everything. You all my links will be in the description. All Yesenia's links will be in the description. And until next time, I will talk to y'all later.